This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show already Wednesday, middle of the week. The, uh, what, the 15th is already halfway through the month. Can you believe it? We are well into summer, although I don't believe that summer officially becomes summer until, what, the 20th or so? June the 20th. Uh, hot as blazes where I am in uh, the middle of the country, which, of course, would be uh, the Kansas City area. Yesterday, uh, recorded on my patio with a defective thermometer. About as, uh, I, I suppose, probably about as accurate as the inside of your car. You ever notice the inside of your car thermometer is just bat guano crazy? And inside your car, you know, it's uh, 155 degrees. It could be, but, you know, anyway, on the deck yesterday, it was 120 degrees. It really wasn't 120 degrees, probably closer to 90-something. But on the deck, it feels like temperature. You know, that's what they call it. It feels like temperature. What do you feel like today, kids? Because we, uh, we have a lot of things to talk about, including uh, uh, abortion protests. We've got uh, uh, Joe Biden yesterday talking to the AFL-CIO, and we've got uh, just all sorts of uh, madness, mindless madness, the descent of the country into the pits of hell, uh, your finances as well, your 401k as well. And, uh, and then, of course, in all of this, see, we could get the announcement today that we've all been waiting for and Democrats have been girding their loins for and uh, loading their Molotov cocktails for. That is, of course, Roe v. Wade being uh, gotten rid of and women being able to still get their abortions in, uh, in states around the country. Just return to the states. If you want to live in a state that has abortion, then you move to that state and, you know, have abortions till your heart's content. I think the next step with radical abortionists, I, I'm kind of half serious about this. I think what they're going to start doing is asking their uh, snowflake uh, friends to actually uh, uh, inseminate them, could artificially, of course. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's cisgender sex, what the hell. Uh, but artificially, in, uh, you know, get them pregnant and then uh, just, just have the abortion to have the abortion to prove a point. That's what I think is going to happen. Maybe I've actually, uh, maybe I've uh, planted a seed here. <laughs> planted a seed. That, uh, that these uh, crazy abortion uh, rights activists might ask their cisgendered, or they have to be cisgendered, you could be, you know, whatever gender, just so you're an inseminating person, which could mean you're a woman. Uh, but anyway, you take that seed, which is from a biological male, but could be, you know, transgender, and take that, the, the sperm, it's called spermatozoa, for those of you who don't remember uh, eighth grade, but now I guess uh, uh, preschool. The, the spermatozoa, one of them gets into the egg, boink, and then you get a little uh, thing called an embryo, then a fetus, then a baby. All right? And uh, just something real quick, all three, you were all three of those. All right? So half of you is a sperm and half of you is an egg. 
<laughs> but I think we have a I think we have a uh, solution to the problem, the debate about uh, abortion. Uh, and this I actually saw on Twitter this morning. I believe it was on Lauren Boebert's uh, page. And it's just a, a nice uh, nice man here. He's wearing a John Deere cap. And, and it looks like a pretty reasonable guy. Maybe uh, has some common sense about him. With a solution for abortion. And that, my friends, is responsible abortion control and safety laws. This is a message for liberal white women. Look, nobody's coming. For- You're not all Karen. You're just a lot of them. You are named Karen and act just like Karen. Let's start again. This is a message for liberal white women. Look, nobody's coming for your abortions. Yeah. Okay? What we really want is common sense abortion control. Please. That means mandatory background checks with mental health assessments, along with entering a national registry for abortion. And by the way, abortion is not guaranteed by the Constitution like the Second Amendment. Than paying a $200 tax stamp that could take up to one year on a wait list to receive. We would seek to outlaw assault abortions occurring after the first trimester, along with high-capacity abortions, including twins and triplets. Those are big. Those Those are big. And ultimately, we would like to limit the number of abortions any person can have because nobody needs more than one abortion. That's exact. I think that's common sense abortion control, ladies and gentlemen. That is, uh, that's a pretty guard, pretty gosh darn good stuff. Oh, and yeah, and all the uh, vandalism and all of the uh, what, what we're calling the uh, the pro-life Kristallnacht, and we say this um, absolutely one hundred percent, meaning to make the comparison because it's one hundred percent true. It is a group of uh, people who are part of a movement. They are calling themselves Ruth Sent Us. There is um, even more proof that Ruth Sent Us exists than QAnon, which you know nobody knows where the hell they are. But uh, but Ruth sent us. Uh, they're they're vandalizing. They haven't murdered yet, but they're getting there. They threatened to murder. Uh, Twenty three pro life organizations have reportedly been vandalized in uh, in uh, recent weeks, including Hollywood, Florida, the uh, South Broward Pregnancy Center and Archdiocese of Miami. There you go. The uh, Asheville, North Carolina Mountain Area Pregnancy uh, Service. Whole bunch of them in Maryland, Virginia, right around D.C. Not a big surprise. Uh, Man of Manassas, uh, First Care Women's Health, uh, Reisterstown, Maryland, Alpha Pregnancy Center, Fred- Frederick, Maryland, Reisterstown again there, Alpha Pregnancy Center. All over the country, many of the attacks have been brutal and vulgar in nature. If abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. Vandals wrote on the uh, Wisconsin Family Action Facility. And uh, this, of course, attack uh, followed firebombings of pro-life groups in pregnancy centers in Wisconsin, Oregon, and New York. So, again, responsible abortion control. Now, you're thinking about November coming up here and the possibility of, uh, well, the Democrats getting their clocks cleaned. There were some things that happened last night with regard to uh, elections and primaries around the country. We'll get to that. But uh, the DNC was forced to move Kamala Harris fundraiser for fall because they couldn't sell enough tickets. The DNC's women uh, women's leadership concert was uh, a conference, I should say, uh, was originally scheduled for May 25th and 26th. Uh, the event was rescheduled the last minute for the autumn. For the autumn, who uses autumn? Does any guys fall? It's fall. Uh, anyway, so uh, after we the we couldn't sell enough tickets. When the invites were sent out on May 5th, it was hyped as an incredible opportunity to mingle in person after two years of virtual events and meetings. The problem is you're mingling with Kamala Harris. So nobody wanted the tickets. They ranged in price from $250 to $50,000. And then, and then listen to this, listen to this. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott is ahead of his Democrat challenger, uh, Beta O'Rourke, by 19 points. 
almost 20 points. And, of course, this, of course, is a, a poll that is about uh, Republicans versus Democrats, so chances are it's really 29 points. But Beto O'Rourke, of course, uh, showed up in front of uh, uh, the governor and others the day after the Uvalde school shooting and started screaming about uh, a mental health care, which, you know, it makes sense for him. Here's another one. Michelle Obama's get out the vote in L.A. Just had a big get out the vote in L.A. Sparsely attended, even though it had uh, pop singer Selena Gomez there. Uh, and uh, and uh, it's called the We When We All Vote Culture of Democracy Summit. <laughs> this is so fantastic. Uh, this is what uh, she said. This is what uh, Selena Gomez says. This uh, work is incredibly important to me, especially when I think about the people who sacrifice so we can all exercise our right to vote. You know, are you thinking about any veterans who lost their lives on foreign soil? Probably not, because you're Selena Gomez and you're probably not terribly smart. Uh, and Michelle Obama says, none of our work at When We All Vote would be possible without our founder. Oh, that's Michelle Obama. She's, Michelle Obama said, I want to implore every American who cares about our democracy not just to get angry or dejected. I want you to get active, she said. So we got to change our way we think about our democracy, which I would presume I mean let dead people vote and get a bunch of Zucker boxes around the country and cheat. Uh, and we've got to change the way we participate in it, not every two or four years, but as a routine part of the way we all live. Every voice counts and every vote matters. And nobody attended the event. It was very it was like a Joe Biden campaign rally with 10 people there. They're all from the press. Other news from the Democrat front. Michael Avenatti has been sentenced to, uh, uh, well, he's pled guilty to stealing millions of dollars. Says he faces up to 300 years in prison. He's going to represent himself. Now, you may recall about a year ago, he was the bell of the ball. Even though he's a cisgendered male, could be the bow of the ball, I guess. Um, and they were said he was going to be the next presidential candidate for Democrats. Um, I guess the, now the new slogan should be uh, he could run in 2326. Uh, the midterm is 2324. That's 300 years from now. Uh, but it could be uh, 2326 20, before he, uh, he can run. There you go. And uh, Liz Cheney's uh, uh, down 28 points in Wyoming. So there you go. Now, I don't know if you knew this, the... Uh, the uh, hearings were off yesterday. The hearings were off yesterday. And uh, people are making all sorts of excuses about it. They're saying that uh, there was a whole bunch of issues with regard to uh, the, uh, uh, the, the technical issues. Some, uh, you know, some uh, people needed to load video clips and all that. We're going to get into that in a second. Also going to get into uh, a comparison that I have about that and, uh, and why it's missing this week and what an abject failure it has been. I do want to mention that uh, Texas Republican has beaten a Democrat. Democrat to become her first ever, which got some boxes checked here. Listen, 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 listen. First Mexican-born congresswoman to serve in the House. There you go. Now, I mean, obviously it'd be better if she was a transgendered lesbian. But you know what? You get what you get, right? Right? Republicans flipped a Democrat-friendly Texas congressional seat with Maya Flores, or Myra Flores, beating Don Sanchez. Flores will be the first Mexican-born member of the House and uh, first Republican-Latina. From the state of Texas, she calls herself a Latina, not a Latinx or a Latinx. 
Um, so that's that's good news. Uh, Nevada voters uh, picked the Trump-backed Adam Laxalt to appear in the battle against uh, endangered Democrat Senator Catherine Cortez. That's pretty good. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, oh. Um, uh, Nancy Mace held on to her seat despite Trump backing the challenger, Kate Arrington. These will happen because he can't win every single one. You know, he's he's right about 95 to 98% of the time with regard to his picks. He has a great deal of success with regard to his picks. But uh, Flores is a GOP organizer who is the daughter of migrant workers and a respiratory care practitioner. She'll hold the seat for several months before the district is redrawn, of course, to be more favorable to Democrats. So it's pretty good. Uh, other stuff going on in South Carolina. Donald Trump notched a significant victory after his preferred candidate, Representative Russell Fry, easily ousted five-term Representative Tom Rice, the first Republican to be ousted from office. After voting to impeach the former president last year over the January 6th insurrection. There you go. Another high-profile Republican target of Trump in the state, Nancy Mace, uh, won. But again, you know, this happens. Flores, the first uh, Mexican-born um, representative, which is historical, even though she's not a transgendered and, uh, and a lesbian. Uh, it is pretty. It's, she had 51% of the vote compared to Sanchez's 43%. He uh, conceded the race in a district where 85% of residents were Latino. Part of this may be because right now, um, Joe Biden's approval rating among Hispanics is 24%. So big things are coming. All right. So the uh, January 6th hearing didn't happen yesterday. Going to share some uh, details on that. Also some audio yesterday with Ted Cruz asking FBI officials about uh, Ray Epps and not getting an answer. They're covering something up. Here's the number, guys. It's 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Look, nobody's coming for your abortions, okay? What we really want is common sense abortion control. Here, here. That means mandatory background checks with mental health assessments, along with entering a national registry for abortions yeah, and paying there's... a $200 tax stamp oh, wait, that what? could take up to one year on a wait list to receive. Okay, what, what, We would what? seek to outlaw assault abortion. Is that like a waiting period or something? Waiting period? Okay, I don't know if that was a good word. It's occurring after yeah. the first trimester. Tampon shortage. Along with high-capacity <laughs> abortions, including twins and triplets. Yes. And ultimately, we would like to limit the number of abortions any person can have because nobody needs more than one abortion. Thank you very much. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, abortion is not guaranteed by the Constitution. So there you go. Let's, uh, let's go to Victor in Silver Spring on this uh, glorious Wednesday morning. Hello there, Victor. How are you, my friend? I am doing okay. I'm having a good laugh because I heard Chris Plant this morning. Oh, and yes. apparently there really is a tampon shortage, and yes. we can always blame that on Democratic men who think they need to have a tampon. I 100%. don't know where they would shove it, but anyhow, <laughs> um, I'll have to ask my fiance um, yeah. if there really is a shortage, and I'll ask my, my male friends who are sighted 
to look in the men's room and see if they've got tampon machines in there that if my you know what I think? needs one, she can get go in the Victor, men's room. Victor, Victor, I have a funny feeling. I have a funny feeling that the shortages caused by men's restrooms being mandated to carry feminine products and yeah. sitting there completely full without anybody emptying them. So what I want to do is encourage the women, uh, if, you, if you're out of tampons in your bathroom, that you should just go in the men's room because the Democrats have actually placed them and they may just be sitting there full because the rate of transgenderism is so incredibly small and in, in, infinitesimal. So, and listen, I'm not meaning to make a mad, mad, laughing matter of this. I got a 17-year-old daughter in the next room. I got a wife, and, and they're both talking about it. And uh, to say the least, it's starting yeah. to hit home, if you know what I mean. It's starting to hit home a little bit. So, uh, what else, Victor? What else is going on? I think Victor is gone. Victor is gone. Uh, let's go to um, well, let's go to this because the by case you didn't know, the January sixth hearings have been postponed. They were going to have day number three. Uh, and then, yeah, last last week it was uh, t- Thursday night. It was must see television produced by the producer of ABC as Good Morning American, I guess, and whatever. And they, they, they everybody read off a teleprompter, and basically it was a kangaroo court. It was uh, if you could take a courtroom, if you made a movie about this. Say so if a few good men, you take the a few good men and you got the prosecution. The prosecution steps up. They do their opening statement. They present their evidence and they go to the jury. That's the end of the movie right there. You no get you can't handle the truth. It's uh, no you don't get any facts. Here is uh, Representative Zoe Lofgren uh, talking about why the why the uh, the hearing was postponed. Now realizing of course that the uh, the hearings and the January sixth committee they've been around for about a year, so they've had plenty of time to get this ready. But not, uh, do you know not. anything about when it will be and what's going on? I think we're just firming up. There's no a big deal, but I'll tell you the... I've seen video of you. I don't think there's any firming up possible. Putting together uh, the the video and the exhibits is a, a, an exhausting uh, exercise. Yeah. yeah, you know, and usually when you prepare for a big broadcast like this, like months in advance, like right now, in fact, uh, at the end of the last Super Bowl, they started preparing. The NFL and its producers started producing all of the games so they could be ready when they have the first Monday Night Football or whatever the hell it is now for our very small you know video staff so we're trying to you know we were going to have one two three in one week and it's just it's so, so i guess i guess last wednesday they said i know we got these hearings tomorrow let's get some video together for it let's just say can we get some video together tomorrow for tomorrow show because uh you know it's tomorrow too much uh, for to put it all together, so we're trying to give them a little, a uh, little room to do their, uh, their technical work. As okay, now let me explain what really happened. Okay, um, they signed on the show on Thursday, expecting gigantic numbers, and they got uh, really terrible numbers. So what essentially happened, if you're like a Gen Xer like me or maybe a boomer, you'll recall that, uh, well, for me anyway, after school we watched Bugs Bunny cartoons and then Gilligan's Island and then most probably uh, Brady Bunch. They were all in syndication. And one of the most famous Bugs Bunny cartoons was uh, the, the story of Michigan J. Frog, where uh, Michigan J. Frog had this enormous sh- talent or this he wanted to put on this enormous show and everybody thought he had this great show. And by the time he got on stage, this guy who found this old, this frog uh, and discovered this frog had talents and everything. Uh, you know, the, the frog was showing his talents, and then when it finally became showtime, nothing. 
Nothing. And that's what happened. So he, this is this is the Democrat Party. This is the January 6th committee last uh, Wednesday. Here, here. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Oh, we're going to get him, man. We got all sorts of evidence. Send me a kiss by one. Adam Kensinger, you got some stuff over there? All right. Baby, my heart's on fire. Liz Cheney, we're going to just we're gonna eat him for lunch tomorrow, aren't we? If you refuse me, honey, you lose me. Then you'll be left alone, oh, baby. Telephone and tell me I'm your own. Oh, yeah, we are so ready. We are so ready. And Thursday night in three, two, one. Uh, try to, uh, okay, one, three, two, one. Now, wait, wait, wait. You were supposed to do this. Hello, my baby. Hello, what my it? honey. What? Hello, my ragtime guy. Come on. Come on. Send me a kiss by one. Baby, my heart's on fire. Adam Kinzinger, you ready? Uh, if you refuse okay. me, honey, you we'll be fine. Me, then you'll be left alone. Here we go. Baby, telephone and tell me I'm your All right, now. Okay. Adam, Adam, you're going to be up next. Ben, you be ready with the opening statement in three, two, one. Okay, okay, that's not uh, what we... No, mm, try it again. Yeah, just a big frog, ladies and gentlemen. Just a big frog. A big promise show. They had... They're gonna, Donald Trump's going to go to way, way forever. They even put a sign out front said, Free beer, just like the guy in the in the cartoon. Free beer! And he got stampeded, and then when the, the cameras turned on, it turned out it was just a big frog. Just a big, slimy reptile. But let's not talk about Liz Cheney. 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. By the way, this bumper right here, this song, crank it up a little bit. Listen to it right now. Favorite song of my life, right here. Show me how to live audio slaves. Uh, for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. A great, uh, great song. With religious connotations, by the way. Yeah, kind of cool. So, yeah, January 6th, uh, going to be a big show. Yeah, today, they were going to be on there, everybody. They, got a, they had it all planned and everything. Uh, cue, okay, cue the, uh, the lights there. Cue the music. Cue it up. Here we go. Everybody likes the Michigan ride. You're ready there, Lizzie. Every Mame and Jane and Ruth stomp around and pump the Michigan. What about you, Ben? Jump, clump, pump the Michigan ride. Let love and ride. Here we go. And cue it. All right. That, okay, that's not what we really wanted. We wanted a little song and dance, and we're getting. Yeah. Well, we'll just go ahead and postpone it then. I think we'll just go ahead and move the uh, the hearings because, you know, it's the most important thing in the world, and we've got bombshells, and people are going to go to jail and, and all of that. Uh, for sure, I mean, we've got evidence. And I know, Adam, I know, Adam Kinzinger, you, you said you had all the evidence with regard to Russia collusion with Trump, and that was a big line of crap, and you're a little concerned. Well, you're not concerned because you don't have a soul. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, you know, this time we you might want to have to, we might have to actually show something that works. So, okay, I think we're kind of screwed. Let's go to, well, let me see here. We have uh, Randall. Randall in Pacific Grove. Hello there, Randall. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Rob. What's on my mind is after the uh, Capitol demonstrators had been incarcerated for a while without a trial. Yeah. (laughs) For a while without a trial. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I had predicted that they were going to get time served eventually, and there wasn't going to be any way they could prosecute them for what they were accusing them for. And uh, I heard that uh, they are going to apply time served and also 
they're going to suspend any further criminal uh, charges, and they're not going to apply criminal after all this. And in fact, they just want to get paid. That's why they're doing all this, this uh, number uh, rigmarole routine is because they just want to get paid. But have you heard the same report? I heard it yesterday. Are you talking about the January 6th protesters? I heard yesterday that they are really not – this is a formality, and they're not going to uh, further uh, – really? some, somebody handed that down, that they were just not going to uh, further apply any criminal uh, outcome of this. And really? Uh, apply time served. I don't, I don't know where – I have not heard that, bro, but I do appreciate it. It would actually make a lot of sense since uh, – the Democrats are hosed in November, and everybody knows that the January 6th protesters are being held there for political well, reasons. For that would drama. be the most benevolent thing the Democrat Party had ever ever thought of or, you know, maybe way to cover their asses. I haven't heard anything about it, Randall, and I, I've, done, I've yeah, been in the studio I, I, for seven hours this morning. That, that's what I wanted to know if you have and, and maybe look into it, uh, where that came from. Uh, and uh, uh, because everybody is going to get paid anyway, which is what this is all about. Who's going to get paid? They don't know how to have an exit strategy on this drama queen stuff. Okay. And I guess, I, I guess I'll let you go, but I wanted to say don't okay. forget that song, The Snake by Al Wilson. All right, thanks. Okay. Man. Yeah, The Snake. Mm. I'm not sure exactly what he means. Uh, I'm, I'm flummoxed. I'm flummoxed, I tell you. I am flummoxed. Uh, 20% of voters say they will watch all of the televised hearings January 6th. Four in ten said they're watching, not watching any of it. So a new survey taken by uh, of the of the hearing, 39% U.S. voters are going to try it. They check it out. 22% they're going to watch some. 24% of Republicans or respondents, I should say, uh, said they will watch some or uh, all of the January 6th hearing. It's it's a big uh, meh. You know why it's a big meh? Because uh, gas prices are ungodly and people can't afford to fill their cars with gas. I'm thinking that's the main reason is that uh, none of this matters. When you look at the uh, the grand scheme of things, when you look at everything that is going on, when you look at all of the ways that Congress should be able to help the American people or at least act like they're trying to uh, help the American people through this time of crisis, but they've chosen to put on a giant dramatic stage show. They started on Thursday. They expected a big ta-da. They expected a gigantic numbers, and they expected Mondays would be equally so. But nobody paid attention at all, and they're scheduled to go today. And now they're like, holy crap, we've got to try and make uh, this act like it never happened. Unless something dramatic uh, happens unless they have some sort of new revelation. There is no reason to dismiss today's hearings other than they've been a complete and utter face plant and a complete and utter joke. Ted Cruz um, actually grilled a top FBI official uh, on whether the bureau, uh, the informants were present at the January the 6th riots. We've all said that, and I, I have shown you that uh, at least 14 um, uh, left-leaning groups uh, had infiltrated the, the riots. We heard uh, that NBC actually said that there were people at the, uh, at the uh, Capitol to start the riots before Donald Trump even started talking, which means that Donald Trump didn't incite the riot. Here is Ted Cruz talking to Jill Sanborn, the FBI's executive assistant director for the National Security Branch. Executive Assistant Director for the NS, 
B. So she's a, a FBI EADNSB person, I guess. Here he is talking to her, and she can't answer any questions. I want to turn to the FBI. Yes. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Now, she should know this because it's been a year and a half since. Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Yes or no. It's a yes or no. Now, when you ask for a yes or no answer, the answer should be uh, yes or no. Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Okay. All right, Did so any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? 6th. I can't answer that, sir. Did any? F- so the FBI didn't shoot, uh, did not shoot uh, Ashley Babbitt. Then. FBI agents F- or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th. Like Ray Epps. Well, you know, that's Ray Epps that uh, we don't hear about at all. Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, Ms. who is Ray Epps? Yeah. I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. And why the hell not? Because you are the, hold on, what are you? The uh, FBI's executive assistant director for the National Security Branch. People in federal government aren't this ignorant. They know exactly what is going on. If I know who Ray Epps is, if everybody knows who the hell Ray Epps is, this person knows who Ray Epps is and knows Ray Epps' capacity. Well... There are a lot of well, people who are understandably very, who are concerned understandably about very concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, Fed, Fed, Fed. Yeah, they called him out as a Fed. Fed, Fed, Fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. You'd say fed, 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 too, if you saw a Jerry Nadler. It's very obviously he's been fed. The next day. The next day. On January 6th. Maybe overfed. Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after- Why isn't he in jail? Why isn't he in jail, kids? He's not. This is a, a, a Trump supporter at the Capitol on January the 6th. This is audio. He's standing away from the Capitol, and he's telling a reporter after being questioned about what is going on at the Capitol. And it isn't uh, little gray-haired ladies, and it isn't guys who are uh, retirees wearing uh, the hats with the yellow stitching that talks about which branch of service they, they uh, uh, were in. Uh, it's somebody completely different. There are trying to burn down capital he's talking about the people who showed up in black with the black flak helmets and the black goggles that were bust in and arrived at the capitol before uh, donald trump finished speaking and they arrived there very early and even msnbc said they did i come here for that it ain't patriots up there anymore now that is not the way to behave if you are mounting a violent insurrection you you need to be there uh, you need to be down with the concept of burning down the capitol sounds like you didn't want it to happen oh, look they look like Antifa. They don't look like me. They don't look like you guys. It is, it is time. They are going to be hunting the families down, trying to go home now. They got us here after dark. See a lot of women. I see a lot of kids. 
get your families home. Man, all these guys were dressed just like the Antifa mob that's been burning down America's cities. It's so weird. No, they're Trump supporters. No, I think they're Antifa. I really, I think they are. I think they're Antifa. No, no, no. That, that, yes, they Okay, stop that right now. They are Antifa. Right, stop yelling. I know they are. They're not Trump supporters. Trump supporters have never acted this way. All right, here's the Democrats again. <sighs> Senator Todd Cotton followed Cruz and questioned Assistant Attorney General Matthew Olson during Tuesday's hearing. Cotton asked if the FBI had any plainclothes officers in the crowd of quiet protesters at the Capitol riot. Olson said he did not know the answer to that question. Olson only also said that he did not have information on apps. Isn't that amazing? There are three people who allegedly participated in the Capitol riot of January the, uh, 6, 2021, who disappeared from the FBI's Capitol Violence Most Wanted list without any explanation, including Ray Epps. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, and listen to this. There is a January 6th president, or Jan- a prisoner, I should say, and uh, he started off in jail after January the 6th with stage one cancer. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he now is in uh, dire straits because he was denied treatment as a January 6th uh, prisoner. Yeah, on March 10th, 2021, Chris Worrell was arrested. Worrell is charged with knowingly entering or remaining in a restricted building or grounds engaging in disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building and violently, uh, violent entry and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds, even though the police let him in. Weird. He goes, uh, I, I was at the Ellipse, this is a witness, uh, with Chris, and we were separated for seven and a half hours because the crowd was so enormous we couldn't meet up with each other. This is, uh, uh, oh, this is fiance, actually. Her name is uh, Trish Priller. Uh, Priller added that while the cell towers weren't working and the, they couldn't uh, communicate by phone, they could uh, get the occasional text here and there. It was weird because on January 6th, you couldn't broadcast live on Facebook Live or anything in the Capitol. It just, you couldn't do it. Why is that? That's weird. It's almost like it was jammed or something. Two months later, on March 11th, Worrell and some of his friends headed for a weekend canoeing in northern Florida, and the FBI raided his house. He was originally granted pretrial release on bond, but a second judge ordered to stay on Worrell's release, and Worrell was instead transferred to Charlotte County, Florida, where he's held for three weeks. Worrell has a rare form of Lodge Hodgkin's lymphoma type of blood cancer. He'd been managing the illness since he was diagnosed in 2007. He had stage one for years. But Priller said that when Worrell was being held in Charlotte County, he didn't have access to the medications during that time. They wouldn't allow the doctor to bring him in. At one point, Worrell had gone 75 days without his medication while being transferred around. Worrell's attorney filed a reply to the government's supplemental brief pursuant to the district court's order stating that the essential undisputed fact of the case is that Mr. Worrell has, has uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. So he was held in jail. He had uh, horrendous medical care while in jail, while uh, the January 6th protesters um, uh, have also been treated the same way. He has been kept from getting medical care. Then, of course, uh, the judge also held the prison warden and the CDC, Department of Corrections, in contempt for failure to properly produce Worrell's medical records. And consequently, he has since been released from prison. Problem is, while he was in the January 6th prison, he went from stage one to stage three cancer, which means he's real sick. So uh, there are so many reasons to be completely uh, angry about this. And the really cool thing is that the light of day is here.
And it is showing that we do live a tale of two cities and we have a Bastille. Now, very shortly, probably after the top of the hour, I'm going to read from Donald Trump's 12-page statement about January the 6th. And it's his rebuttal of what the January 6th committee is claiming without any rebuttal, without any one being there to offer an alternative view or a defense. Uh, that's the way trials normally work. I will share that. Your phone calls are welcome here, guys, at 800 6680 This is the Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, it is the Rob Carson Show. I have some uh, big news about the podcast. You know, you've been listening to the podcast for uh, for a while, and uh, we're getting uh, millions and millions of downloads. We've decided to make it a little easier for you, and what we're going to do is it's just called the Rob Carson Show. I know, weird, right? Yes, it's, it's called the Rob Carson Show. That's it. So you just go to Spotify, you go to iHeartRadio, you go to uh, any one of the digital platforms you love, look up the Rob Carson Show. It's right there. If you would today, will you subscribe to the Rob Carson Show? Here's the other big news. What we've been doing is we've been uh, kind of uh, editing the show down to its essence, making it very portable. What we're doing now is putting up, are you ready? The entire show. The entire show. Edited for content, a little bit different, but there you go. It's just called The Rob Carson Show. If you would uh, check that out, I would greatly appreciate it. There you go. Uh, Here's Representative Thomas Massey questioning Merrick Garland about Ray Epps, the guy that everybody knows about. Everybody knows about. Tucker Carl's been talking about him for a year. Uh, Let's see. Greg Kelly's been talking about him for a year on Newsmax. I've been talking about him for a year. Here is A.G. Garland after being shown video of Ray Epps saying, let's invade the Capitol tomorrow, and everybody chatting, fed, 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 and then at the Capitol the next day saying, come on, everybody, we're going in. Uh, Here's what Merrick Garland said the next day is then the next day directing people to the Capitol and as far as we can find this individual has not been charged with anything you said this is one why is he not in jail the most sweeping invest like the guy who had uh, had the leukemia went from stage one to stage three while being denied medical treatment as a prisoner allegations in the history uh, have you seen that video or those frames from that video so as I um uh, said at the outset. God, somebody give him a glass of water. He needs a glass of water. That uh, one of the norms of the Justice Department is to not comment on impending investigations and particularly not to comment about uh, particular scenes. When we're going after our political enemies. Oh, crap, did I let that slip out? Or particular individuals. This okay, is, uh, without, I, I was hoping today to give you an opportunity to put to rest the concerns that people have that there... Yeah, because we have the questions, and then you're supposed to have the answers. Call the Q&A. The Q is for questions, and the A is for answers. Where federal agents or sure. assets of the Common. federal government present on January 5th and January 6th, can you tell us, without talking about particular incidents or particular videos, how many agents or assets of the federal government were present on January 6th, whether they agitated to go into the yeah. Capitol, and if any of them... Now, these are all things that are known by the FBI. There's no doubt about it. Otherwise, 
they're not doing their job. I did. So I'm not going to violate this norm of, uh, of, of uh, the rule of law. I'm not going to comment on an investigation that's ongoing. I'm going to go out and I'm going to go after some parents who uh, don't like CRT. <sighs> then I'm going to do my press conference uh, where I, uh, I become Anthony Fauci because we're the same person. All right. So I uh, got a little bit more on this. Oh, yeah. Yesterday it was that there was going to be a civil war based on race because of uh, uh, January the 6th. And, uh, and if, if Republicans are swept into power, it's going to be a civil war blacks against whites well um it looks like uh, there is another person former biden aide says that uh if if uh, if republicans win um then we're going to live under martial law i'll share the details on that in your phone calls at 800-922-6680 let's take a break you're listening to the rob carson show Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the uh, Rob. <laughs> Try that again. Hour number two of the uh, Rob Carson Show. Now the podcast is called the Rob Carson Show. It's crazy. So just go and Google the Rob Carson Show podcast, and there it is. Uh, all the entire show. Uh, edited, uh, uh, you know, very tightly, make it sounds amazing and awesome and portable, and you can share it with everybody you know. So uh, after the show today, just uh, subscribe, will you please? Will you just do that on uh, Apple Podcasts or, uh, you know, whatever digital platform you have would be great. Oh, did you watch Greta Van Susteren last night, first night on Newsmax? I did. Uh, uh, I thought she did a great job. I thought she was, uh, uh, you know... Uh, I think she's a, she's a great journalist, to be quite honest. I enjoy her commentaries. But I think she did a very nice job. Uh, Eric Bowling has a new, uh, a new time slot as well. But uh, Greta is on at 6 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax, by the way. If you, uh, if you enjoyed uh, ever watching Greta Van Susteren, now she's on Newsmax. Huge! That's pretty big. Pretty big. A little, uh, I think we need a little uh, throat cleanser here, a little uh, palate cleanser, if we will, because uh, I think if this year has taught us anything, it's that it is a historical year, and uh, it's something we don't ever need to repeat. So have your kids gather around the radio and listen to this. Liberals ain't easy to love because they like to cheat. This is Jim Gossett, by the way. Their voter fraud turned a Trump win into defeat. You don't want to be a liberal. Really? You don't want to. Rising gas prices, rapid inflation. You can blame both things on Joe. Now it's Putin. If we don't win in November, I fear. Straight down the tubes we will go. In a handbasket. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be liberals. Or leftists or Democrats. Don't let them be deadbeats who want stuff for free. Uh-huh. Make them work for a living just like you and me. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be liberals. Ding, 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 ding. They'll sell their soul to maintain control. Morals they do not pose as steal elections for crying out loud. Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be liberal. Like Liz Cheney. They don't respect life and they'll cause lots of strife. Liberals don't have any shame. Pretty much not. Pretty much not. 
Uh, oh, and by the way, before we uh, get into a little bit more, I want to get into Donald Trump's statement regarding the January 6th hearing, which had been postponed because um, nobody's watching and they already uh, shot their proverbial wad. Now, that is, of course, uh, uh, with regard, it's, a, it's an old slogan for you guys who are maybe millennials or, or, uh, or Gen Z. Um, when you used to do a single shot muzzle loader, which would even be too much for Democrats for us to have today. There's a thing you put in there. It's called the wad. And then there's the powder, and then there's the ball and all that. I, I remember that from a Bugs Bunny commercial. Uh, anyway, so shooting your wad means you you uh, you shot the gun before it was ready. So that's <laughs> that's what happened uh, at the January 6th hearing. So. And, and, and please, I'm not a gun aficionado. I've got three. I know how to shoot the 12-gauge and the, and the, uh, the, the uh, target rifle, but I've never shot a muzzle loader. So don't, don't come down on me on what your wad is and what your wad isn't. Oh, and the average price of the uh, American Automobile Association, the AAA, uh, yesterday um, was uh, to what five dollars and sixteen cents. Five dollars and sixteen cents. The gas price on January the sixth, twenty twenty one, two dollars and twenty seven cents. Uh, gas price today is five dollars and two. So January the sixth, twenty twenty one. As Joe Biden is being uh, sworn in, as or I should say, as as the Donald Trump was doing his uh, his protest, Joe Biden was sworn until the twentieth. Uh, yeah, from two twenty seven to uh, five oh two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, I just saw you had mentioned the American Enterprise Institute has noted that before the war in Ukraine, Biden presided over the largest year to year price rise in at least thirty years. Biden ran on the promise to phase out fossil fuel. So for one year, we had the largest year-to-year price rise in the history of the country before Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine. And now Joe Biden is saying, oh, yeah, no, no, it started rising because uh, Vladimir Putin started to put uh, troops on the border. You see, they're trying to do a little CYA. Uh, Jim in Baltimore has been holding for a while, and I apologize for that. Jim, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today, man? Hey, Rob, how you doing? I love your show. Thank you, brother. What's up? I want to talk about these uh, attacks on the pregnancy centers and uh, pro-life offices. Yes. Uh, the, the people that are doing it, I don't think they realize how many lives they're costing because these centers are save, saving babies. And the ironic thing is that they're saving black babies for the most part especially here in Baltimore. Yeah. Well, uh, you never hear Black Lives Matter say that they're going to be supporting these pregnancy centers. They just, uh, I think it's, it's hypocrisy on their part. I think the only way that Democrats would want a baby to live to be born is if the baby could vote Democrat at birth. I think they might yeah. consider sparing the child's life. <laughs> Yeah, they don't care, Jim. Jeez, Jim, Jim, 63 billion babies have died. More than 20% of the black population in the country has died. Do you realize that we could have 30 to 50% people of color in our country had Margaret Sanger's dream not come through and been carried forth by faithful, guilty white Democrats to kill babies before they were born, Jim? Do you think this matters to anybody on the Democrat side right now? Absolutely not. And Absolutely they, uh, not. Yep, yep. The government uh, supplies Planned Parenthood with $500 million a year. 
Yeah, yeah. against our wishes. Uh, you've been able to get it by. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to James in Balmer. Hello there, James. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind? Hey, Rob. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? I'm glorious, man. What's up? Well, so I truly believe that this January 6th is just uh, just for show. I don't believe any indictments are going to come out, and here's why. I think the moment an indictment comes down and Trump gets to defend himself, Nancy Pelosi is going to get screwed. She's then going to have to justify why she didn't call up the National Guard like Trump authorized two days before. All the videos that were hidden that Nancy Pelosi won't let go. How all of a sudden all these magnetically closed doors just magically opened during all this happened. So I think that I don't think there's going to be any kind of insurrection. These are for show, just to try to drag his name through the mud even more. Yeah. Well, James, what I, what I think happened, in, uh, you know, maybe if you heard my opening monologue about Michigan J. Frog and uh, <laughs> the analogy I made about, put, you know, getting ready for a big show and then the curtain opens and you have nothing but a frog that croaks, that's exactly what we're seeing here. And it would not surprise me at all that they promised and they promised, like uh, like Adam, uh, Adam Schiff, promised and promised that Russia collusion was a deal. He had all of the proof that Donald Trump colluded with Russia and he was going to present it. And then the impeachment happened and it was a big... Big turd. The same thing happened on Thursday. Nancy Pelosi, the Democrat Party, were really, we've got something. This is it right here. We've got it Thursday night. Turns out their ratings were horrible despite being uh, featured on all of the big BSs, uh, PBS, CBS, NBS, and, and CBS, or uh, and, uh, ABS. Uh, they had terrible ratings. And then on Monday yesterday, or the day before yesterday, they had another hearing and nobody paid any attention. Nothing new was revealed. Nothing earth-shattering. And I'll bet you, Nancy Pelosi pulled Liz Cheney aside and the people who were putting this together and said, this is what you got. You're making fools of us. Let's make this go away. What do you think, James? Oh, I, I completely agree. I think it's just for pure show, just to drag a name through the mud because they have nothing to stand on. I think that uh, they are. Uh, th- this this could have been the last straw. This had been could have been the last thing that they tried to present to the American public to c- convince them to not vote for a Republican or save the Democrat Congress in November. This and the yep. uh, and the Roe v. Wade decision. They really think that Roe v. Wade, the Roe v. Wade decision, is going to be the tide turner for Democrats in December. And I would uh, venture to say that's uh, hooey as well, James. No, there's just a big wet wave coming down, and they can't even just they can't even they have no idea how big it's coming. And yep, when you yep. see a lot of upsets come through, it's going to be shocking. All right, James, thanks for the phone call. Uh, yesterday, I mentioned that there was a Democrat member of Congress who said that uh, what was going to happen after the uh, Republicans take control is that there was going to be a uh, massive a uh, civil war. Because white supremacists will be taken over. So that's the kind of fear tactics they use. And by the way, um, this white supremacy uh, uh, narrative is bullcrap. It's absolute bullcrap. And honestly, it, it thinks the worst of the greatest country in the history of mankind. Yes, we, as with so many nations in the past, uh, came from a, a time of slavery. And yes, we have made our mistakes. But uh, I grew up as a Generation Xer. And, uh, and if you think that it's 1968 all over again, you're a buffoon. And if you think that white supremacy, which has always been a lunatic fringe movement coming from Democrats, they founded the KKK, 
If you think it's a big deal, you're high. It's not. It's not rising. It's not. Yet here is Simone Sanders, used to work for uh, the Biden administration, talking about how uh, when Republicans take control, there will be martial law. More fear. These words matter. I saw a lot of people criticizing, um, a lot of Democrats trying to criticize Liz Cheney Cheney on Twitter um, last night. A lot of my progressive friends. She's trying to save the January 6th hearings because uh, the Democrats are going to get killed in November. Okay. You know, I love my progressive people. My people. I'm doing a shout out. I got to talk like this all of a sudden when I'm just talking to my people. But Liz Cheney, yes, is a real Republican. Now, listen to her right now. She's going to change her vernacular in just a second to pander to people. I do not agree with her on about 90% of the of, of, of the thing. You know, she voted with Donald Trump 96% of the time when, she, when he was president. It's coming up. Here it comes. But what she's doing matters. It matters for our democracy. Those people at the Capitol. If you speak really deliberately, it sounds like you're almost making sense, but you're really not. Well, that day they went home, John, and that's the thing that really... Um, keeps me up at night. And for people that said they, they didn't watch the first hearings, uh, I got into a very spirited debate with some of my young people friends, and I'm like, Do oh, here she goes. Y'all not care? And they're like, oh, but gas. I'm like, mm -mm. the gas won't matter if an insurrection is successful and y'all living under martial law. So now it completely changed her pattern of speech there. Let's, let's hear that again. It's pretty remarkable. Do y'all not care? And they're like, oh, but gas. I'm like, mm-mm. The gas won't matter if an insurrection is successful and y'all living under martial law. So I really think that uh, people have to... Uh, and there she returns back to her regular voice. I think last night was great, but I do think that everyone just needs to take a breather. And if you think that January 6th doesn't matter, if you think this is something... Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't matter because it's a lie. And uh, there you go. So that's the latest fear is that uh, if, if people aren't convicted because of January the 6th, there's going to be an insurrection and, uh, and there will be martial law. So there you go. Yeah, it makes sense. Coming up, I got the statement from Donald Trump. I'm going to share from that. Uh, I, I spent the uh, good part of the morning underlining things, and I will share the thoughts, the lines, uh, the argument, including that the FBI used uh, the same technique as uh, 2,000 mules uh, to track January 6th protesters. Yeah, really. Yeah. That's coming up. It is the Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys, it's Rob Carson for new Raycon earbuds. You know what really stinks? Getting in the zone at the gym, putting in your last rep and your earbuds fall out of your ears. That's why Raycon's new fitness earbuds provide a maximum secure fit so you'll never experience that again. Fitness earbuds help you take the workout to the next level. That's why they're featured in Esquire Magazine's Gadgets of 2021. They were voted best earbud of the year. These earbuds deliver maximum comfort, stability, and the most secure fit on the market. The unique earbud build, interchangeable gel tips, and Raycon's new ear stabilizer attachments create three layers of earbud personalization for the perfect in-ear fit. They offer unbeatable battery life, nine hours of playtime, 52 hours of total battery life, nearly double the battery life of other brands on the market. And you get the top-of-the-line earbud functionality and high-quality sound at half the price of premium audio brands. Right now, you can get Raycon's fitness earbuds for $20 off at buyraycon.com slash Newsmax. And to make this deal even sweeter, my viewers and listeners get an extra 15% off with my code, Newsmax. This is a limited-time offer, so get it now before it's gone. That's raycon.com slash Newsmax. Have a good workout. To be a part of the show, call 1-800-922-6680, which spells, well, uh, it spells... 
one 800 ya boot You know, just call 1-800-922-6680 and be done with it. Here is President Doofy yesterday at the awful CIO. Uh, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. AFLCIO yesterday saying that he is all for being bipartisan, but he doesn't want to work with the other party. Look, I believe in bipartisanship, but I have no illusions about this Republican Party, the MAGA Party. I've been able to bring some Republicans along on parts of my plan. Um, yeah, almost nobody. And, and even if a Republican goes along like Liz Cheney, they're really not Republicans. They're rhinos from hell. But the fact is, Republicans in Congress are still in the grip of the ultra-MAGA agenda. Ah, the ultra-MAGA. Ultra-MAGA. Are you still in, in the, the embrace of the ultra-MAGA? Uh, I can't believe he whipped out the old uh, ultra-MAGA thing because, uh, you know, really. Oh, oh and here is, here's the president. Oh, the president says that, uh, hold on. The, uh, the, uh, the president uh, says that he's shaved, shaved, Sorry, he's changing I don't lives. want to hear any more of these lies. Sorry about that. About reckless spending. Yes. We're changing people's lives. That's right. We're making people a lot poorer. And he says that uh, throughout the world, people are glad that he's the president. I travel the world trying to put things back together. You know, Trump did not leave a very good situation. Oh, there was peace in the Middle East, and there were no missiles being fired from North Korea, and uh, Russia wasn't on the brink of a third world war with us, and, you know, the uh, Afghanistan withdrawal and all that. You think I'm kidding? No matter where I go. No, but I think you're a joke. On the world, whether it was the inter-American conference we just had for the, this, this hemisphere. NATO. Or dealing with the ASEAN countries or the Far East. Guess what? What? They look at me and I say, I say America's back. And they look at me and they say. Uh, sir, you've strayed off stage again. There's no one here. Can you come back? For how long? This is America. We can do any damn thing we put our minds to. Got to hear this again. Hold on. Listen to this. They look at me and I say, I say America's back. And they look at me and they say, for how long? And the reason why they ask is because you're in charge. You say America's back. So we assume since America's back, it won't be back very long because you're such a terrible president. That's why we asked the president. He goes, America's back. Really? How long? I'm doubting it's going to be very long because you suck. This is America. Yeah. We can do any damn thing we put our minds to. Yeah. And guess what? what? We're not going back to the false promises of the trickle-down economics. You know, when, gas, forward. when gas was $2 a forward. gallon, and you could get groceries and you could get a new car and all that. We're not going back to that crap. Oh, my God in heaven, no, no, no. Uh, here he is uh, talking about uh, Detroit, how he was put in charge of fixing Detroit, I guess. And the people we come from, like when the president, President Obama used to always give me the good assignments. Well, I remember one day walked in on the joke and said, Joe, fix Detroit. I said, okay, no problem. <laughs> no, you think I'm kidding? You think I'm kidding? Um, did I miss something or did he fix Detroit or is Detroit still a mess? Don't think he's fixed that. Whatever. So I've been promising this. Uh, this is a statement from Donald J. Trump with regard to uh, the January 6th hearing. I'm going to try to get through this. 12 pages. 
and uh, it did make some pretty good uh, comments here. And I'm gonna, I'm, I can't even read the highlights that I made because there's so much stuff. I'll put it on my social media at Rob Carson Show, uh, Getter, and uh, Truth Social, and Facebook and Twitter. Our Constitution protects the rights to confront accusers, honors the right to fair trials, and holds the right to legal representation is paramount in our justice system. Equal representation and the opportunity to offer rebuttal evidence is fundamental in our legal process. That's not happening during these hearings. The committee has obliterated those rights and is making a mockery of justice. They have refused to allow their political opponents to participate in the process, have all excluded all exculpatory witnesses and anyone who is easily uh, who easily uh, points out the flaws in their story. It's quite easy to figure out. MAGA witnesses were interrogated behind closed doors, ordered to not record their own testimony. Members of my own staff, my friends, supporters, volunteers, donors were subjected to hours upon hours of inquisition, oftentimes having nothing to do with January the 6th. Their story, lives, their very lives were turned upside down for obvious reasons. And that's what the Democrats have been doing their level best, to wreck the lives of anybody who supports Donald Trump. The unselect pseudo-committee has coordinated with their media puppets to broadcast their witness on national television without any opposition, cross-examination, or rebuttal. Of course, this did a face plant on last Thursday and on Monday, and suddenly they've canceled them for today. They're afraid of losing the narrative because their political opponents could easily show how the committee is lying to the nation and has stripped Americans of their rightful power. Democrats created the narrative of January 6th to detract from the much larger and more important truth that the 2020 election was rigged and stolen. I believe that, too. Do you know why? Because I'm not stupid. Politicians from both parties, but mostly Democrats, worked in conjunction with corporate elitists to strip Americans of our right to elect our own leaders. To do so, corrupt officials violated their own state laws. They illegally inflated voter rolls, illegally allowed harvested and stuffed ballots, abused the mail-in ballots, physically removed Republicans from counting facilities, abused the elderly in nursing homes, bribed election officials with donations, stopped counting on election night, gave the Democrats three extra days to harvest ballots, and demanded that the the American people believe it was legitimate. More from this from Donald Trump on the way. 800-922-6680. This is a Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. So I was reading the uh, statement by Donald Trump because you can imagine how frustrating it would be when you, uh, and as the President of the United States, he was privy to a great deal of uh, intelligence. Uh, of course, a lot of people lied to him. But uh, for him to be just poo-pooed his arguments with regard to uh, January the 6th, his arguments with regard to the election of 2020 being stolen, uh, it just to be poo-pooed uh, when you see that, uh, like Twitter, for instance, there's chatter about Twitter and, and how they uh, banned him. They bragged about banning him. Uh, still is banned on Twitter, uh, etc., but he has the no chance to rebut any of this nonsense with regard to the January 6th hearings, the, the Kangaroo uh, court that is on television that got terrible ratings last Thursday, got no ratings at all on Monday, and now has taken a hiatus while they gather video clips. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, a couple of things here. Uh, with regard to stopping the count, this is according to Donald Trump, the uh, statement, his rebuttal to January the 6th. 
By the morning of November the 4th, the day after the election, I led by 700,000 votes in Pennsylvania, 300,000 in Michigan, hundreds of thousands in Georgia, Arizona, and Wisconsin. This is all true. Then the same time, little dictators who destroyed the separation of powers made the treasonous decision to stop counting these same states who had counted millions of ballots in a single day, that being election day, had to stop counting in order to count a few hundred thousand ballots over the next three or four days to call the race on November 7th. Why would it take four days, four more days, to count a few hundred votes, a hundred thousand votes, when they had counted millions in a day? They needed time to traffic the ballots, manipulate the outcome of the election. The swamp was also was so determined to keep their stranglehold on power that they delayed the results of the election so they could find more, manufacture, and produce more ballots. There's no reasonable explanation for why it took so much longer to count the few remaining ballots as opposed to the millions on election day. He's 100% right. They used uh, geofencing data with regard to 2,000 mules, the movie. The True the Votes, Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips showed the nation exactly what the Democrats' illegal ballot trafficking scheme looks like. They spent hours investigating election crimes. Their hard work proved provided America with the indisputable proof so many had waited for. Now listen to this, because it's been poo-pooed by Big Fat Bill Barr. Uh, Engelbrecht and Phillips used geofencing data that they purchased to isolate and identify potential mules, like drug mules in this context. Mules are those paid to illegally traffic ballots from nonprofit organizations and drop them into the ballot box, uh, ballot drop boxes. The search criteria they used was to isolate cell phone data that had been to 10 or more ballot drop boxes while also visited at least five identified nonprofit organizations during a two-week period. So they went to the nonprofit, including one run by Stacey Abrams. They get ballots, they go to the next ballot box, and they drop them off. And there's video, lots and lots of video. There's no legitimate reason for any individual to visit 10 or more ballot drop boxes. At least one whistleblower at one of the nonprofits in Yuma came forward and confirmed that these organizations act as trafficking hubs for the mules to pick up the ballots to drop off at the drop boxes. True the Vote and local law enforcement have the video surveillance showing the mules dropping many ballots into the drop boxes, which confirmed the geofencing data that Engelbrecht and Phillips had gathered. Now I want you to listen to real carefully what I'm about to say. Here we go. This is the same surveillance evidence that the FBI has used to identify January the 6th protesters. In fact, the FBI has used this same type of evidence in 45 of the cases against January 6th protesters. That's all you need to know. Big fat Bill Barr. The rhino liar from hell. Did I say that out loud? Did that? I just, it's been in the back of my head. It just came out just there. He's laughing at 2,000 mules. He thinks it's, it's foolhardy. It's nonsense. But the FBI has used the same methods countless times, including to arrest January the 6th protesters. The truth is, according to Joe Biden, that the swamp has created the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics, and it centers around ballot trafficking. 
1,100 mules in Philadelphia alone, each averaging 50 drop boxes and five ballots per box. That's 275 illegal votes. The margin of victory in Pennsylvania was 80,000, meaning the ballot trafficking scheme in Philadelphia alone was enough to flip the entire Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Michigan had 500 mules identified, averaging 50 drop box visits. Wow, that's crazy. And five ballots per visit for a total ballot harvest of 125 ballots. Biden's margin of victory in Michigan was 154,000. Well, yeah. That means the ballot harvesting scheme at a minimum narrowed the results so that operatives at the polls only needed to manufacture a little over 29,000 votes statewide in Michigan. We all saw as citizens in Detroit protested outside the TCF Center because Republicans were excluded from the process line process in one of the most corrupt areas in the country. I'm not going to get into uh, any more minutiae with regard to numbers. But um, if you look at the uh, estimate of just three ballots per mule with 54,000 mules nationwide, the numbers spike tremendously. This is according to these mules, Wisconsin, 83,000 illegal votes, Georgia, 93, Pennsylvania, 209,000, Michigan, 226, Arizona, 207. Uh, The final electoral count should have been Trump, 305, Biden, 233. And you know what? I believe him. You know why? Because I'm not stupid. And you know, if you're really going to believe the FBI... And the methods that they use when they went after the January 6th protesters, then you surely would have to give weight and credence to the FBI use of the same technology and, and, uh, and, and true the vote using the same sec- technology to track vote mules. Yeah, right? Yeah. Let's go to Phil in Woodlawn. Hello there, Phil, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Yeah, how you doing today, Rob? Uh, uh, I'm good, buddy. What's up? First time caller, man, and uh, okay. I would sure love, I was telling my brother the other night, I would sure love to hear Russia's uh, uh, opinion of all what's going on right now. I miss him, man, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm well, I know that, too. Caller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Okay, that's cool. A, so you, you were a big fan of Rush Limbaugh is what you're saying? Oh, man, loved him to death, man. Okay, and, and you're uh, calling... You dudes calling to uh, to say that you really appreciate Russia and you like his thoughts on everything? Is that it? I like the things that you do that that come from his show, from you helping him. Oh, okay, all right, thank you. Called, called, and I wanted I to you. say, you know, Joe Biden. Here's how you can prove that he's senile. Yes, he keeps saying, "For God's sake, for God this, for God," because he don't remember the Democrats dropped God like a hot potato back when (laughs) Obama was being uh, um, indoctrinated, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And everything comes out of his mouth. I know the Democrats got to be uh, dying on how much he talks about God, which is a a reason and somebody to really talk about, you know, to get us through, to help us have the strength to make it through to the time he gets out of office, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, Phil, I'm, first of all, I want to thank you very much for calling the show today and being a first-time caller. And my years with Rush Limbaugh sharing my comedy on his show uh, is the biggest um, honor that I could have had in my life. <clears throat> I know that many people uh, miss Rush Limbaugh, and I don't blame them at all. Oh, uh, I was very oh. fortunate because I grew up with Rush. I, I started writing for him when I was 22 years old right out of college until Kit Carson died. So I got to follow his career very closely, working uh, remotely, essentially, for the Rush Limbaugh program. And I know that his, his opinion is, uh, is missed greatly. Uh, I have never yeah. said that this show could... F- I can't fill Rush Limbaugh's shoes. Nobody can. You know why? Because there was only Rush, one Rush Limbaugh. It came at the right time, right only, value. It was only one. And I used to I know. say... I know. I, I wonder if Rush has somebody so that if he ever leaves us, because he didn't leave a son... Or anything like that, you know? Well, you know what I'm going to do? What I try to do here, Phil, is I try to honor his uh, his legacy every single day. Uh, do a show that uh, I do that uh, that fits me and do the same comedy that I wrote for Rush Limbaugh, but we write it now for my show. Phil, I appreciate the phone call, man. Have a glorious job, day. And thanks for, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Let's move on to uh, gas prices real quick here because I want to talk about uh, gas prices. But before I do that, this is kind of funny. Now, you may recall that uh, a few months ago, a, uh, a group of uh, truck drivers drove their trucks to the capital of Canada, and they were summarily crushed by the dictatorial uh, leader of Canada. Well, truckers decided they'd do the same thing about the overreach of the federal government in Washington, D.C. And, of course, the uh, mainstream media completely ignored them altogether. And uh, and then uh, the the D.C. police literally kept truck drivers from being able to exit and go into the district and do like they did in Canada. And so they essentially were ignored away. It's kind of weird that uh, that that happened. But did you realize there was another caravan uh, in Washington, D.C.? Did you have any idea? Uh, the Republican-led states of Arizona and Texas have dispatched dozens of buses carrying migrants from border towns to Washington, D.C. Did you know that? That's another caravan. And I was thinking about this because you remember when I was talking about the convoy in D.C., I'd play that glorious song by uh, C.W. McCall, which is called Convoy. Breaker 1-9, there's here's a, oh, we got a great big convoy. Ain't she a beautiful sight? Well, I thought it would make more sense since we do have another convoy, and this time it's coming from uh, south of the border, and it's meant to, to send a message to Washington, D.C., that I would, uh, I would use another theme song, and that is Convoy in Spanish. In Spanish. You didn't even know what he said. Come on! Labios de niña, ojos de arena, sus manos, el agua del mar. Dimos vueltas y vueltas de aquí para allá. En medio de la tempestad. Era como si el invierno regresara sin avisar. Sing the chorus! Aire era su nombre si me dijo la verdad. Hey! Me got a great big heart. I thought it makes sense if we ran uh, convoy in Spanish. Makes sense. 2,500 people, by the way. Recorrimos las calles, saltamos los charcos, pisamos la lluvia al pasar. Nos reímos charlando, debajo caminamos hacia mi portal. Okay, see, it makes it makes sense to me. Twenty five hundred people who were released from Border Patrol custody after illegal crossing from Mexico have opted to take seventy nine free state provided buses to the nation's capital under initiatives rolled out by governors of each state, according to a spokesperson. 
There you go. 2,000 people, 60, not mules, not mules. No, they were brought over the border by mules. Uh, more than 2,000 people on 65 buses have arrived in Washington since Greg Abbott started this convoy. Do the chorus one more time here. Here it comes. There we go. idea i think it's a great idea let's take a break you are listening to the rob carson show ah mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. a beautiful sight. All right, so this is a uh, another convoy going to Washington, D.C. The media will uh, we'll forget about 2,500 people released from Border Patrol custody after illegally crossing from Mexico. They are being sent in 79 free state-provided buses to our nation's capital. 2,000 of them, by the way. There. And that good, good to know. Yeah. Kind of good. And while all of that is happening and you're, you know, wondering what the hell you're going to do with, uh, you know, your life, uh, you know, with uh, the job you have isn't enough to fill your car with gas. Many people are not only not living paycheck to paycheck anymore, not even making it to payday, not even making it to payday. And yet, you know, like, for instance, did you realize in uh, in uh, uh, South Carolina, uh, there is um, in James Clyburn's district, you know, the the average wages annually per capita, $23,000. Um, take home, I'm thinking that's going to come to be about, what, $1,500, every two weeks, about $380, maybe $400 every uh, week, and uh, then you got a new, you know, Jennifer Granholm says you got to buy an EV, and, and so the EVs, uh, the average price on an EV is $56,000, and a car payment on a $60,000 note, 60 months is... Um, about $1,200 a month, so that's not going to work. Here's Jennifer Granholm, our energy sector secretary, about uh, how an, an EV car will fix all of your problems. You filled up your EV by charging, and you filled up your gas tank with gasoline, and you have the same size tank, yeah. you would save $60 per fill-up by going electric rather than using gasoline. So it's a very compelling case. But again, to your point, we want to bring down the price at the point of purchase. Yeah, and I had mentioned yesterday that if somebody makes $50,000, they come home with thirty-eight. That's approximately $2,100 a month after taxes if you're lucky. Uh, and so twenty-one, and then you got your mortgage, and then you've got your car payments, which are $1,200 if you're going to buy the EV. That's $2,400, leaving you $700 for rent, groceries, heating bill, and... Uh, 
oh, that's not going to work, is it? Mm, son of a gun. That is just not going to work. It's not possible. I don't think it's possible. I've been there. I know that. Uh, here's John Kerry. John Kerry is our climate czar. Uh, he is, uh, he's the king of climate, climax, climate, 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 climate. John Kerry, who has been very famous for a couple of things, um, his service in the Vietnam War, uh, and, and marrying billionaires. I think if John Kerry could offer a course on marriage, marrying billionaires and being set for life, I, I would buy that course. I would buy that course tomorrow. But he's saying, even though that, you know, you can't afford gas and everything's costing so much more and tractor trailers and truck drivers are saying, screw it, we can't make any money, so we're not even going to deliver your groceries anymore. Here's John Kerry saying that the last thing we need to do is drill for more oil and natural gas to bring down the cost. And energy security worry is driving a lot of the thoughts now about, oh, we need more drilling of gas. We need more drilling of this. We need to go back to coal. No, we don't. We absolutely don't. And we have to prevent a false narrative from entering into this or, again, uh, pun intended, we are cooked. Yeah, you're, uh, you're a buffoon. Uh, you're a buffoon and you're also a tool. Um, and, by the way, every day right by my house, an entire train car. Uh, train cars, an entire train full of coal heads south, later in the day heads north. You know why? Because the entire area I live on runs on coal. You cannot run a city the size of Kansas City, which is a mid-sized city, on fossil fuel and wind turbines. There ain't enough of them in the world to run all of the vehicles and all of the home, well, some of the vehicles, and all of the homes and all of the businesses in my area without glorious fossil fuel. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, the new uh, uh, spokesperson for the White House yesterday, uh, polishing the economic turd. But we are coming out of the strongest job market in, in American history, and that matters. And that a lot of that is thanks to the American Rescue Plan, which only Democrats uh, voted for that. Republicans didn't. And it really bleeped up the economy. Not. And it led to uh, this this economic boom, the, the historic economic boom that we're seeing and with jobs. Yeah, it's, inflation. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that is. Not, that is that is that is not uh, that is not how we're seeing the American. Rest- okay, she didn't say we are not seeing historic inflation. That's not how we're seeing it, is what she said. Historic economic boom that we're seeing. She said also it's a historic economic boom. Now a lot of the times when things blow up. They go boom, and then pieces of them fly everywhere, and they're completely destroyed. So as far as an economic boom, I'm going to have to agree with her on that one. It's a big boom. Big boom! Uh, Americans, Californians escaping to Mexico because it's better there. A third world country, I know, kind of crazy. Also going to get into um, Judge Kavanaugh's assassination attempt, Uh, Roe v. Wade protests, all sorts of stuff. The final hour of the show, right ahead, 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of The Rob Carson Show is right ahead. By the way, in case you didn't know... The uh, podcast is being renamed The Rob Carson Show. Podcast. Yeah, now we were calling it the Newsmax Daily. Uh, Rob Carson Show, and a little bit verbose. 
um, and and credit to the great organization of Newsmax for creating it. But uh, we're going to call it the Rob Carson Show. And if you are, I want to Google it. You just want to go to NewsmaxTV.com, look up podcasts. You can see all the platforms. We're also going to put the entire show up every day. How's that sound? The entire show. So you can uh, chill out with friends. You can, uh, you know, whatever at work and listen to the entire show, sans commercials. So, and, and also, by the way, last night, Greta Van Susteren launched her new show on Newsmax. Pretty cool, called The Record with Greta Van Susteren. I thought it was very good, very enlightening last night. And an alternative to uh, big networks that sell you out, like, um, you know, certain ones that did a big story on uh, transgenderism, particularly a transgender uh, uh, family that has a transgender kid they decided was cool to change your gender starting at age two. That would be Fox News. I know, weird. So we'll, uh, you know, anyway, we're, 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 we don't change our stripes on Newsmax. So if you want to uh, learn more about the show with Greta, you want to know what time, et cetera, just to text the word Greta to 39747, 39747. That's G-R-E-T-A to seven, uh, 39747. Oh, um, uh, interest rates going orbital. Average 30-year loan jumped to uh, 6.18% from 5.44 last week. Uh, that's what the Fed has to do, I guess. That's their only solution, their one-trick pony. When inflation's, inflation's out of control and the government has bleeped up everything else, the Fed immediately jacks up uh, interest rates, and you're punished for the mistakes of overspending by the federal government. Federal Reserve began a two-day policy meeting on Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. I want to try six, above 6%. Now, I don't know if that means a lot to you, but I'll tell you, uh, I got locked into a bad uh, situation during the last bubble in Washington, D.C. And if you look at 6 point whatever percent they're saying here, let's just look at 6.18. We were at 6 and 3 quarter. Um, if you took 6.18%, I'm just, these are just kind of uh, eyeballing. Say it's a, a five, uh, $500,000 house. Or if you're in the average home, like two feety. Uh, although it's higher than 250, the average is a uh, hub 250. So, a $500,000 home, if you were just paying interest at about 6.18% or whatever, probably looking at about $30,000 in interest on a $500,000 loan and about fifteen grand on a, uh, on a uh, $250 house. $250,000 house. Regardless, uh, most of your money is going to go to our interest. If you're just starting out buying a home and you're going to go 30 years, that's all you should know. And these, again, they're ballparks. I should talk to my son. He just graduated with a degree in accounting and business from uh, the University of Kansas. He would be able to tell me. He's in the other room. Don't tell him I do a conservative show. Uh, here is a little bit more of uh, Jean-Pierre. No, Jean. Hold on a second. It's uh, uh, Jean Beljean. No, it's uh, Corinne Jean Beljean. No, Corinne Jean-Pierre talking with Don Lemon, who's lost some weight because I think he's stressed about losing his job at CNN because he most probably is. Uh, here she is once again polishing the turd, saying that, uh, you know, things are a lot better if you look at last year versus this year. He has made this uh, his top economic priority yeah. as we're talking about inflation, as we're talking about uh, the economy. Like I think his first priority should be being able to pee at night. We have to remember where this country was uh, more than a year ago when he walked into office. The and the gas prices were $2.27 and, you know. economy uh, was not in a great place. Uh, schools were closed. Businesses were closed. We didn't have... By the government. They were all closed by the government. 
and not by the federal government, by state uh, governments and local governments and all of the COVID dictators around the country. Have a comprehensive uh, COVID, uh, COVID strategy and what he ended up... No, no, we had the two vaccines actually and a very good strategy. Uh, I don't know why that 400,000 people died under Trump's watch and uh, almost 700,000 have died under Biden's and he had two uh, vaccines. Doing it was meet that moment, pass the American Rescue Plan, only Democrats uh, passed... Uh, yeah, and it failed. Uh, uh, passed that plan, he signed it, it was his plan and now we're seeing an economy that's bouncing back. No, no. Do you, do you think that uh, $5 plus for a tank of gas is an economy bouncing back? Do you, do you think it is? Do you think uh, not making it to payday is uh, Joe Biden's economy working? Do you? Because I would venture to say that most people, um, most people don't. California gas station manager fired for accidentally setting a price of uh, 69 cents a gallon instead of 16, $6.99. Cost the uh, store nearly $20,000. John Cezina, manager of a cell station in Rancho Gador- Gordova, Cordova, put the price uh, at 69 cents rather than 6.69. Of course, uh, word got out on social media and everybody showed up and took advantage of it and he lost his job. His sisters put up a GoFundMe page and, and I originally was like, well, you know, he did it. He's a dummy. You know, he deserves to be fired. Well, and that may be the case. But at the same time, would the right thing to do be walk into the gas station and say, hey, I don't know if you want to say anything, but uh, you got it marked at 69 cents. Um, or, or, the, or the employee in the store just going in, there's a breaker generally at these stores that you could shut off the pumps. You could just shut them down. And uh, the end of the end of story. But no, that, uh, that didn't happen. That did not happen. Oh, um, a leaked Twitter chat shows that employees at Twitter were saying we successfully deplatformed Trump as they consider deplatforming conservative watchdog libs of TikTok. On Monday, a leaked thread of messages from Twitter's employees revealed their consideration of deplatforming a conservative account called libs of TikTok. Now, libs of TikTok is funny because they don't have any commentary at all from the conservative spectrum. Not one word written that espouses conservative viewpoints, not one. You know what they do? They put bat crap crazy stuff up from liberals about trans issues and all of this trans nonsense. That's what they put up. And the left hates them so much because they've exposed the nonsense that they want to shut down this organization, this group on Twitter, and it's not going to work. Uh, the employee said they despise the activity on the social platform, which they claim empowers white supremacists, of course, because white supremacy, which doesn't exist, but that's fine. Not in this country in any reasonable or threatening fashion. Causes harmful uh, physical and emotional violence on members of the LGBT community. The Libs of TikTok account has been the uh, target of several critical attacks from Twitter, the Washington Post, and other tech platforms in recent months. So um, all they do, essentially, is put out there uh, the nonsense that the left is espousing with regard to transgender stuff. But Twitter, of course, they're still doing it, guys. They're still doing what they said they were going to do. Uh, they're still doing the same stuff that, uh, that they were doing before the possibility of Elon Musk buying Twitter. Um, and that's it. They're still doing it. It's like, it's like the faculty lounge. 
You know, they, they sit around and they mentally masturbate and they, they have this, uh, uh, they have tenure, so they have no fear of losing their jobs. And, uh, and they just sit and they sit around, they talk about things that have never worked in the past, now suddenly working, and they are completely immune to any outside commentary. They, they ban conservative thought on campus. They do the same thing at Twitter. It's the same thing that they do. Exact same thing that they do. Uh, off the subject, prosecutors have unveiled harrowing details in the plot to kill Justice Kavanaugh. Yeah, one of our Supreme Court justices, there was a murder plot last week. I know it's not on the headlines anymore because it came from uh, somebody who wanted to kill him because they assumed that he voted against Roe v. Wade, which means that he's a Democrat and a leftist. Apparently, Nicholas Ruski told detectives that after he was arrested last week that he was upset about a leaked Supreme Court draft concerning abortion, Roe v. Wade. Pro-choice protesters on Monday blocked several in intersections surrounding the Supreme Court, which, of course, is interrupting an official proceeding, which is what uh, many people are in jail for January 6th in Washington, D.C. What's what they're in jail for now? Many of them in solitary confinement a year and a half later. So... Um, Two days before the arrest, the pro-abortion militants firebombed a pregnancy center in Gresham, Oregon, that provides maternal care and information to expectant mothers, by the way. Um, this guy, uh, his alleged uh, uh, assassination attempt occurred outside Kavanaugh's home in Montgomery County, Maryland, may have also had other motivations. He told the Montgomery County Emergency Communication Center that he was, listen to this, having suicidal thoughts and later told detectives that he began thinking about how to give his life a purpose. This is, this is interesting, by the way. There was a mixture of thoughts suggesting he might have lost touch with reality and or he was starting to feel sick and wanted help. According to Dr. Ira Glick, professor emeritus of psychiatry at Stanford, people who ask for help need to get help in order to save lives. 2016 forensic psychologist J. Reed Malloy uh, uh, found in a study of public figures, attackers in the U.S. from 95 to 2015, most perpetrators didn't seek fame or notoriety. Most were fueled by rejection, ongoing disputes, retaliation, dissatisfaction, and other general emotional distress. But now what it is is the killers want to make their mark on history. The pathological narcissism of public figure attackers when apparent may have shifted for some subjects from the pursuit of infamy pursuit of infamy through an attack against a famous person to the belief that one is entitled to mount an attack given the importance of one's grievance and resentment. So if this man was going to overture Roe v. Wade, and we have been told for the last 49 years that it's the only thing that matters to women, and if, if it is taken away that women are going to die in coat hanger abortions by the thousands, and it has literally become a determining factor as to whether or not you are a woman, you have to believe in abortion then you could see where this comes together. You have the mixture of, uh, of wanting to leave a mark on history because your life is worthless, which, by the way, essentially the Democrat Party has been saying to the younger generation, saying things like, the world is going to end in 12 years, so you'd better do whatever you can to save the planet because you're not going to live much longer. So they look at all of this. They look at uh, uh, being uh, you know, uh, isolated because of COVID and all this nonsense and all the BS in our society, and they say, you know what? Life's not worth living. So since my life is going to be so short because of all the things I'm being terrified of by the Democrat Party, I might as well make a mark and leave my mark on society as the person who killed Brett Kavanaugh.
You see where I'm coming from here? Kind of a confluence of mental issues here. Uh, by the way, he had a, a Glock 17, two magazines, ammunition, a pistol light, tactical knife, pepper spray, hammer screwdriver, nail punch, crowbar, duct tape, zip ties, hiking boots with padded outer soles to, follow, to allow for stealthier movement. So clearly he, uh, not so insane, had, uh, had thought this out, had thought it out. Now coming up, I've got uh, a new definition of uh, white supremacy from a black person. It's going to surprise you, to say the least. And then also, uh, the uh, the shortage that nobody's talking about, the tampon shortage, what's driving it, and uh, all of that. The number here is 800-922-6680. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Sleepy Joe. Joe Biden's been asleep for years. This has to be a wake-up call and shine a bright spotlight on anything like this behavior anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, so coming up in a second, did you realize that Karen, Karen, who I have been saying uh, since around 1995 is a white liberal uh, living in the cul-de-sac America, and I, and I originally called Karen the Dawn Patrol when I did radio in the mid-90s because Karen would call up and be offended for everybody. So if there was a Native American mascot, uh, no Native Americans were really mad about it. But Karen would step up and say, you know what, they need to get rid of that mascot. Well, it turns out that not only is Karen a white liberal, Karen's also a white supremacist. I'll explain why in just a moment. Let's go to Estelle, lovely Estelle in Santa Clara, the home of KSCO and the home of ungodly high gas prices. Estelle, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How are you? Oh, hi, Mr. Carson. Well, I'm trying to hang in there to be able to afford the gas because uh, it is now the cheapest is 639 if you can get in the line to wait and it's over $7, okay? So this is really a terrible situation. We were waiting for the uh, Governor Newsom to give, be sending the, the gift card, the gas gift card that was supposed to be coming in October, but they yeah. have sent, postponed till November, close to the election. Okay, wow. you understand? And also wow. what I wanted to ask you is, why is President Biden shame going to the communist countries that killed our people, the Americans, and beheaded them for oil? This is nonsense because America used to be number one yeah. to help other countries. Now they are going to other countries begging for baby formula, and now it is the oil. Oh, yeah. this, is, this is a shame, Mr. Carson. You know, this is totally a bad situation. Now, Estelle, Estelle let me ask you this. You are on limited uh, income. I know you're in your 70s and you're struggling and trying to keep from having to live in your car. Uh, so when you try to fill your tank, uh, if you look at your tank, say you've got a 20-gallon tank at $6 a gallon, $240 to fill your car. Wouldn't that be it? Would it be $240? Yeah, it's, well, it's costing me uh, over uh, about $40 to, to fill my small car, and then I have to drive to the other side of town because I care for the elderly. I work with the elderly, and then I have to go maybe two or three different places, so I have... 
going to be cutting down because pretty soon I might not be able to work because once I get to one place and then the next time I, I am empty. So uh, I have applied for the food program. The oh, you, you applied for food stamps? Okay. Well, no, they have a waiting list for that also. They told me I have to wait So the elderly. We are hurting, Mr. Carson, and I am praying. Please pray for me and pray for the rest of the people here, okay? Because I work with the homeless for three years, and they've shut all the programs now because people used to get food from the church. They relied on the churches to help people, you see? Yeah, and and disabled people and low-income people were coming in, and we were cooking for them, and then helping them and giving them food to take home. Even if they were on a bicycle, they were taking bags of food. Now, and the government shut you down, Estelle, and the government shut down the church attempt to feed homeless people. Yes, that's all been shut. And they, the, the neighbors also complain. The rich people complain where some of the churches were. The people that have more money complained. And, and there was no reason to be complaining because the, the place closes at uh, 10, now, 9 o'clock. Estelle, let me, Estelle, let me ask you this. You said, you said that uh, uh, Governor Newsom is promising gaffed, gas gift cards, which uh, you know will uh, supposedly alleviate you. But he's waiting until just before the election to give them out. Yes, that's what, wow. that's what they have been said. It was supposed to be in the mail way before October, and people were waiting. First, we heard it was going to be $400, and then that went down to $200. Of course, that would help a little bit, but now it is going to be in no- November that I hear. All right, Estelle, i gotta, I got to run. Listen, Estelle, uh, and I want people to remember Estelle from Santa Clara and say a prayer for Estelle today. And Estelle, you, you hang in there and keep in touch. Uh, I want to know Thank how you're you, doing. Carson. Thank and, you so much. God, I have my faith. We have to keep the faith. That amen. is the only thing that's going to, to keep America going. God bless America. All right, Estelle, God. I got to run. Thank you for the phone call. I do appreciate it. Uh, I heard this echoed last night on uh, Greta's show. Uh, on other places that and, and this is true this is this is why this is happening what did i say last year i said after covid the next crisis will be oil the next crisis will be food and who's going to bail you out who's going to help you out the government's going to help you out because the government always has they don't have a credit card limit they don't have a minimum payment required i guess they do they pay the interest i suppose but that's what they're planning on doing they're going to starve you out over the summer and then they're going to bail you out in, the, in November just in time for the election. That's what Nancy Pelosi tried to do with the uh, 2020. She did the same damn thing. She held off payments for uh, the, uh, the COVID relief bill until after the election. This is how they roll. I would say no, duh, but that would be even more obvious if I said no, duh. Black supremacists, or I should say white supremacists, are actually liberal Karens. I'll explain why coming up next. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. If you get a chance to uh, listen to and subscribe to the Rob Carson Show podcast, it's the radio show. 
but it's available as a podcast after the show. How does that sound? Just go to uh, any of the Spotify or iHeartRadio or iHeartMedia or uh, Odyssey, all of those. Just look up Rob Carson Joe. Right there. It's right there. Like I just said. Like that. Yeah, right there. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, got a bunch of stuff I want to get to before the end of the show. I did see this interesting uh, column from uh, Adam Coleman, written a book called uh, Black Victim to Black Victor and founder of Wrong Speak Publishing. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and I'll, I'll flash my badge. I've been working um, with adoption and fostering for my entire career. Uh, I've been working very closely with inner city organizations uh, to try to get past this malaise that the black community and inner cities have been in for decades. And uh, unfortunately, much to my chagrin, uh, no matter how much effort is put into it, uh, the murder rate grows and Democrats don't care. Those black lives don't matter. Here's a little bit from this column. What exactly is white supremacy? Since it appears to be fluid, I'd uh, like to present uh, another definition. White supremacy is a belief system that holds black people as continuous victims in white majority society, deeming them incapable without the benevolence of white people or the government and constantly portraying them as impoverished, weak-willed, overly emotional, mentally fragile, and without fortitude. That's where I get the, uh, here, <clears throat> I've got this. It's the, it's the white liberal, I've got this thing. They step in and they say, oh, here, listen, I know that you are a Native American and you are an indigenous person. And I know that the, the, uh, the Seminoles, the Florida Seminoles is, is, a, is a Native American mascot. And I'm just going to go ahead, step in. I'm going to tell them to get rid of it. Well, we're not really offended by that. Uh, you know, it's really not that big a deal. Oh, no, no, I've got this. I've got this. It fuels the idea that black people constantly need a helping hand because they will always be marginalized and incapable of doing for themselves otherwise. Sounds a whole lot like CRT, don't it? You can't succeed in America because there is institutional racism. You'll never be able to move up. That's what CRT is all about. That's what it's all about. Left wing. I love doing that. <clears throat> we used to do uh, the hokey pokey in gym class, and it was always fun for me because it gave me a chance to dance with Vicky Lafaholt. I had a crush on her. Yeah. This type of white supremacy is hard to recognize because it's masked by benevolence in the, in the ideological saviorism. It's the I've got this moment, right? You little brown people, you're coming across the border. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to say you can come on in and I'll get you some uh, groceries and we'll get you a bus ticket and go anywhere in the country. I got this. I got this. This saviorism pretends that rare, uh, racially charged, heavily publicized incidents are commonplace to reinforce fear narratives that legitimize the need for black people's savior to exist. All police are racist. All police are racist. The police are literally hunting black men. No. Washington Post columnist Jonathan Capehart in last week wrote, Why black people are afraid of crazy white people insinuating blacks live in constant fear of being attacked by crazy white supremacists. I didn't see any of that when I was in uh, Panama Beach, Florida, with all the black and white people like playing together and talking and stuff. Yeah, I didn't see that. Or in my day-to-day -day life with people of color, which has happened my entire life. I've never seen this. It's, I guess, recent. 
The column's purpose is to present life for black Americans as riddled with fear as we are constantly scared to do mundane activities. Well, yeah, in inner cities, hell yeah, because of Democrat policies and uh, defund the police and the great society, which destroyed the black nuclear family, causing uh, this gigantic increase in violence in inner cities, including uh, murder rate 13 times the national average, black-on-black violence, including 60% and up abortion rate in inner cities, that sort of stuff. Black people in, incapable of legally protecting ourselves and, and uh, even preparing to give up. Cape Heart suggests more black people are considering leaving American permanently. Black people uh, being fearful is a palatable message to present to the media, especially by other black people. I can't but notice, however, that black people who constantly present black fear narratives and portray black people as weak are among the economic elite. They are the ivory tower black elites who highlight their race for oppression points, Kamala Harris, Barack Obama, when it conveniently benefits them while living a life of luxury among all races. Oprah Winfrey, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama. I could go on and on and on. These black faces of white supremacy consistently repeat black victim narratives because they believe the black middle class and poor, a.k.a. the underclass, should be beggars for white people's economic aid and government support. Actually, to them, there is no black middle class, just a temporary class that is at any moment we can drop below the poor because the system is rigged against us. But if the system is rigged, how did the black elite achieve their wealth? The underclass blacks aren't supposed to ask this question. Among someone, uh, uh, as someone who's been poor, me too, but I'm not a black person, I'm a white person. Homeless multiple times and living paycheck to paycheck, referring to Adam Coleman, the author of this piece. Um, it says here, I don't appreciate it when the world's most fortunate black people bastardize, bastardize my existence and expect me to live in fear while being applauded for selling me out. They are the bigots of low expectations. My friend Chris Plant, he says, the soft bigotry of low expectations, and that's what it is. Black people can't do anything right because, you know, they just got so many things stacked against them with all the institutional racism. They'll never make it anywhere. Isn't that right, LeBron James? Why, yes, it is. Excuse me, I was just uh, lighting a cigar with a $1,000 bill. I have a whole box of them over here. They never use them anymore. They're pretty much worthless as far as currency. I mean, they're worth $1,000, but to me, it's $1,000. Now, let's get back to the black victim hood hit thing, yeah. Yep, they are the bigots of low expectations. We should always remind them of our present day and historical fortitude. Now, I have said that if you believe in CRT and you say that nothing is possible for black Americans, what you are, in fact, doing is whizzing on the graves of the greatest people in the history of the world who just also happen to be people of color. Uh, George Washington Carver, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Um, I'll just go ahead and throw uh, Barack Obama in there. You know, he's a historical figure. I'm not, I'm not a fan. But you're whizzing on their achievements because you're saying it's not possible. How did they do it in times that were tougher than now? Well, see, if you make things sound like they're tougher than now, then you can claim victimhood and the government can run in and save you, you see. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. Why else would Benny Thompson open the January 6th hearings with this? In Bolton, Mississippi, a town with a population of... Talking about his hometown. 521. Yeah, he lives in Mississippi. He's lived in Mississippi for pushing 70 years. Which is midway between Jackson and Vicksburg, Mississippi. And the Mississippi River. Well, thanks for that geological lesson. I'm from a part of the country where people justify the actions of slavery. Now, this is um, justify. 
So that means at present tense, people are still justifying slavery in Mississippi. The Ku Klux Klan and lynching. Okay, and lynching and the Ku Klux Klan. Still, still defending in Mississippi. Why do you still live there? Why do you represent anybody from there? I'm reminded of that dark history as I hear voices today try and justify the actions of the insurrectionists on January 6th. And uh, that was an absolute uh, non sequitur, not related to anything, not uh, cogent whatsoever to the argument. But again, it's, uh, as I had mentioned earlier, uh, a someone who is a, uh, uh, how, how was it put in the article, uh, black elites, uh, ivory tower elites who highlight their race for oppression points when it conveniently benefits them while living a life of luxury among all races. That's what, uh, that's what Benny Johnson did there. Thought you should know. Hey, let's talk about the shortage nobody's talking about, shall we? Well, it's been called the shortage no one is talking about, and we're talking about tampons and pads. Now, this one hits close to home because I have a 17-year-old young uh, lady here who's going to be a senior in high school this coming year, and I also have a wife. And, uh, And frequently, I have to go to the store and buy these products, and most of the time, I get it wrong. Supply chain problems and inflation have hit virtually all consumer goods, and feminine products are no different. Top retailers and manufacturers acknowledge I'm just going to say to uh, Joe Biden uh, you know it's it's bad it's bad enough with the baby formula and everything else but uh you're, I mean, this is... Mm. ...the shortages this week. Tampon prices are up nearly 10% from a year ago. That's according to Bloomberg. The war in Ukraine has further crimped supply because Russia and Ukraine are both major exporters of fertilizer used to grow cotton. There you go. So that's it. Oh, also, they're saying it's all the uh, face masks. All of the face masks were manufactured for uh, COVID. Could be causing the tampon shortage. National Public Radio social media account was mocked mercilessly for using the transgender-friendly phrase, people who menstruate instead of women. NPR posted the tweet on Monday covering an article about the shortages of feminine hygiene products for women. Tampons are necessary for women. A necessity for many are becoming harder and harder to find, read the tweet. People who menstruate are saying it's hard to find tampons on store shelves across the U.S. right now as supply chain uh, upsets reach the feminine care idol. Progressive feminism means women are reduced to bodily functions, responded Christina Pushaw, spokesperson for Governor Ron DeSantis. Only women menstruate, only women have ovaries, only women have a uterus, only women get pregnant, only women birth children. Stop erasing women with your inclusive language, according to uh, commentator Nicole Russell. (coughs) If you're a man and you menstruate, where are you putting the tampons? This is a serious question and we want a serious answer. NPR calls women uh, people who menstruate. Uh, those people are stupid and uh, so anti-woman. This is according to Molly Hemingway. Bloomberg uh, reported the price of tampons up 10%. And, uh, and there you go. And, and Alice Cooper. Man got his woman. Alice Cooper sang about this in the 70s. Take your seat. He got the power. Oh, she got the need. He's talking about sexual reproduction there. Let's hear it from the top. He's got the seed. She's got the, yeah. Here, dig him. Man got his woman. Man's got his woman. Take his seed. Take his seed. He's he's an inseminating person. He got the power. Oh, she got the need. She's got the ovaries. And uh, so that means she's an ovulating person. 
Or, or a Minster rating person if you're NPR. She spends her life through pleasing up a man. Pleasing up her man. That's the way it should be. I'm absolutely kidding because uh, my wife will kick my butt when she hears this. I'm just saying it's an old song from the 70s. I don't agree with it. Please don't kill me when you get home. Kel. Feed some dinner. Oh, feed some dinner. Anything she can. It doesn't happen in my house. I usually feed her. She cries alone at night too often. Cries alone at night too often, yeah. He smokes and drinks and don't come home at all. Is that the woman or the guy? Only women bleed. Yeah, there's uh, only women bleed. Okay, that, that's that kind of dated. Kind of, uh, kind of dated. Might want to update that if you redo it there. <clears throat> so coming up, uh, the views. <laughs> Sonny Hostin calls Ron DeSantis the fascist. And before we get overdone here, uh, a fascinating new documentary called What is a Woman? Uh, and, uh, and, and actually, a transgendered man talks about what a mistake it was to become a transgendered man. It's uh, Matt Walsh's new book and documentary. We'll share that on the other side of this. Let's take a break, shall we? It's The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. The View co-anchor Sonny Hostin called Florida Republican Governor uh, Ron DeSantis a fascist yesterday. And, uh, you know, the, the View, the View, the View, the View. Uh, they had the guest host uh, Alyssa Farah Griffin, former White House Communications Director for Trump, expressed her opinion that President Joe Biden is not the best candidate for gov- Democrats to run against Trump, who has no in- given no indication he will not run for the White House. Now, uh, the views uh, of Whoopi Goldberg and Sonny Hostin, they're desperately looking for another candidate to get us out of the crap that Joe Biden has done to the country. I don't know why, because uh, according to the mainstream media and people like uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Joe Biden's economy is absolutely kicking butt. Here's the exchange yesterday on The View. We need somebody who can get the country back on on. Line in line. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought Joe Biden was going to do that. That's why you voted for him ten times, all of you Democrats. Because it's it, you know it. And it, you did, Democrats. What were you thinking? It. If you can name me a Republican who has a shot. Uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, Christy Noem, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. To do that, that's what I'm more interested I in because death, I think it'll be Death Santis. I, I hope it's not Death Santis over in Florida. Oh, she calls him Death Santis. That's that's great. Because I think he's what a fascist. What do you call him, Death Santis? Death Santis. I think I think he handled COVID miserably. I think he's a fascist. And no, no, he'd be the opposite of fascist because he didn't uh, he didn't demand all the fascistic shutdowns that Democrats did. So she's wrong. She supposedly. Has a law degree. I know. Bigot, but yes. I. Uh, He's not a bigot either. That's a lie. Those are his good points. Those are his good points. <laughs> and there's, there's Joy Behar. <laughs> derp, derp, derp. Exactly. I got my one liner in. Derp, derp, derp. Bing, Don't, bing. Hold back, Don't hold back, Sonny. Don't hold back your idiocy. Let the dam break. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this talk about. Uh, I think people saying that he's too old. I mean, you know, the, if the former, you know, twice impeached, disgraced president thinks he's yeah, not disgraced at all because both of them uh, collapsed. And she went on to say that Donald Trump's going to be seventy whatever when he runs for president, and uh, that doesn't uh, disqualify Joe Biden for running for president because he's going to be eighty-eight or something. Uh, no, it does because Joe Biden's ma- brain is declining, and it's very obvious. 
So I, I would really recommend that you don't watch The View unless you have some IQ points to spare. Uh, which means that if you're a Democrat, eh, you might want to not watch it. <clears throat> now, I, I haven't had a chance to really get into this, um, but I do think it's important, and I want to share uh, this with you because of all this transgender nonsense. My my daughter is uh, 17 years old, and last night she had a birthday party. And all of her friends were hanging around, and her boyfriend was there, and he's cisgendered male Christian. I know we're terrible. Oh, yeah, God, help us. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. But she does have friends, uh, one who is... Um, uh, has a multiple pronouns. She's the they and them, and then she's got her girlfriend there, and that's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. None of them are saying that they're the opposite gender. And, that, and, that's, and if they did, I wouldn't care. They're still kids. I love them, okay? Um, but uh, this is the kind of nonsense that you'll see. This is uh, Savannah Hernandez out on the, on the street talking to some kids about 14 years old um, about uh, gender, and this is what uh, kids are being taught. This is what's in their brains today. Listen to this. Um, I'm gay. <laughs> what age did you know that you were gay? These kids are probably 12, maybe 14 years old. Um, I think at like 10, I knew that I, I think at 10, but I wasn't like, I, I wasn't clear on my gender. Yeah, I, I think it, it was around like 10 as well when I, st I started questioning if I was bi. And then since then it was kind of like a, a slippery slope because I kept, I was like, my bi, omni, lesbian, and then I... I oh, this gets good. Let's listen to this nonsense. I kind of, like, came to the point, and then now, recently I've been like, am I pan? But then I, like, I think now I'm starting to realize that I'm queer, but yeah, it was... It I was pan for a while, then I became spoon, then I became spatula, then I became... started around 10. It wasn't, like, fully formed, but I guess, like, that's when I realized, wait, that's a possibility? Yeah, I. It's a possibility. It's trendy. I can do that, right? I am genderqueer, trans mask, and queer. What's trans mask? Trans mask is like people under the non binary umbrella identifying like or presenting mask. Masculine? Yeah. What about you? Um, I, I don't think she's presenting mask very well. I'm trans and uh, un my sexuality is unlabeled. Um, Oh, she's like a generic sexual person. I use he, him pronouns. He, yeah, him. I use okay, he, pronouns. Tell us what you uh, guys... Neither of you are uh, he, hims, or... Yeah. This is why so many people are going to vote Democrats out of office. This is why so many Democrats are retiring in November. This is why the country's saying bleep no to Joe Biden. This is why uh, thousands of people in sporting events around the country are saying FJB or uh, LGB. All right? This is why. Nonsense brainwashing nonsense. We'll be back in a second. It's the Rob Carson Show. Okay, uh, that's going to do it for the show today. Thank you very much for joining me. I do appreciate it. Make sure to check out Greta Von Susteren tonight, 6 o'clock on Newsmax. Okay, you can just go to NewsmaxTV.com for uh, the channel lineup. Otherwise, if you got DirecTV, uh, 349. Just remember, 349, 349. No 360, 349. Have a glorious day, guys. Uh, make sure to check out the podcast, The Rob Carson Show. Just Google it. God bless you. I will see you tomorrow. And until then, please don't catch the stupid. See ya. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne.
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.